0: I hope people are, you know, just understand CBD and cannabis as an option. 10, 15 years ago, I would have sat here and told you everyone gotta smoke weed, man. It's gonna be good for the earth and the world and everyone. Like, we all have to do it. But do you still think that? I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that anymore.
1: Welcome to this episode of How He Does It. Uh, today we sit with Stephen Fan who is the founder and CEO of Comeback Daily, which is New York City's most trusted CBD hub. Steven, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, So before we get into what you're currently doing, could you tell us a little bit more about your upbringing, where you're from, how you got into CBD?
0: Yeah, so I'm first generation Chinese-Vietnamese. I was born in San Francisco. Uh, My parents immigrated from Vietnam uh, shortly after the war. and Yeah, I grew up in San Francisco, really exposed to cannabis in a different way than the East Coast. Um, They legalized in 1995. And so, you know, we had access to cannabis in a much different way than most of the rest of the country. You know, we were able to go to a store, we were able to, you know, determine if we wanted a sativa or an indica, you know, for daytime smoking or nighttime medicating, um, whatever it was. Um, But yeah, so I, I grew up in San Francisco, you know, pretty pretty strict life with um being first generation you know uh asian culture chinese culture Mm -hmm. so um i rebelled a little bit it was uh tough growing up also especially because i grew up in a predominantly white community i see Mm. so the culture clash was was very difficult growing up Um, and so my parents are in the seafood business Uh, that's where i learned a lot of my supply chain um knowledge from understanding imports and exports from overseas to america Mm -hmm. and um yeah i moved to new york in 2009 i was 19 years old Mm. Uh, part of that process was um big personal development reasons um having struggled with substance abuse overcoming it and then um, really taking the big step to remove myself from uh triggers and that included family you know sometimes You know you got to be honest about triggers and you can't just let the fact that their family be the reason that they aren't one and so um, whatever that trigger was i i left i moved to new york and i just kind of started over made new friends kind of was more attentive who i'm surrounding myself with Um, but i knew it was my dream to to be in the cannabis industry even Mm. before i left california a lot of people have asked me like why did you move to new york to chase this dream like you went backwards Um, but you know, with some people I get into the whole uh, history of my development and some people I don't, but big part of it was I couldn't go home. I, I needed Mm. that restart, right? you know? And, Mm. um, so I made it a mission to really find a way to get in this industry. Um, college really wasn't my thing, but I knew I was hungry and I chased, you know, Different leaders speaking in the industry. They had these things in New York in 2014 called meetups, they started where it's just people gathering together and talk about legalization. Um, and I was, I was like tw- 20 at the time, tw- 21 years old. That's also when I launched Quad Deuce Nil, which is a cannabis lifestyle brand that I run. And it's Latin for 420 Quad <laughs> Deuce Nil. No. And uh, it was my way of continuing to display my love for this plant and my passion for the movement but also i was hiding it because i was 19 years old in new york city i had Mm -hmm. to find any job i could with no degree and work as many of them as i could and i didn't want that to be a roadblock for me i understood you know that i came from california and things were different but i chose this new path so i have to hide this for a little bit but i knew it would change like i knew it was going to change just time well, thank
2: you very much for that in-depth mm. and very extensive, honest and vulnerable introduction. Um, part of what we do at Bond Official is that we're sharing stories as unfiltered as possible for people to be able to feel like they relate and learn. Um, but I really want to go back to your exposure to cannabis. How did that come about? Was that something you saw and you were around and you wanted to try? Or was your first experience just like trying it accidentally? Um, what about it attracted you to I guess, want to be invested in it?
0: Um, Initially, I won't lie, uh, I got into it because I enjoyed the high. I enjoyed the way it made me feel. um, And I was pretty young at the time. Uh, I'm I'm allergic to alcohol. I forgot that part. That's very important to the whole story because um, that's what pushed me to other things. You know, people say, like, what's the gateway drug? For me, it was alcohol. I am allergic to it kids were experimenting with it right but at that time kids my age weren't doing drugs but the older kids were and so I was exposed to that side of things you know from not being able to drink Um, and cannabis you know was a big part of it I didn't really understand how passionate I was about changing people's minds about it until um, I was about 18 years old Uh, I went to rehab when I was 17 I went to a wilderness program to get clean and it was about two two year process. And uh, when I finished, you know, I had been sober and reintroduced cannabis into my life. At that time I'm an adult, 18, 19 years old and legally an adult. I won't say like by our standards now that we understand what that means. But I understood then like it helped me. Like we were talking about earlier, but I, I just yes, there's side effects, but It helped me in ways that I, you know, I benefited from it, and it's something that I made a decision for myself. But Mm. my family took it really hard. I'm sure. Yeah, it was, you know, there's some people just don't understand. Like it's a drug, and it's it's all lumped together, and uh, they took that very hard. And I was 19 years old, you know, having gone through that whole process, and felt like I fixed myself, and then I was still back where I was. So um, I tried to end things, you know in a car when I was like 19 mm-hmm. so sorry. and um, yeah it's so, okay I'm I'm glad that it didn't work out but I learned two things from that experience um, in that drug-fueled craze like I thought I hated my mom I thought I hated my parents my mom's the first person I asked for when I was in the hospital wow. and um, wow. second thing I learned was that my parents did raise me properly and everything that they wanted in me was there but they just couldn't see past this plan wow. and I wasn't gonna let that affect us anymore, so I moved here. I moved away from family, from everyone. And I was just like, you're gonna see, you're not gonna smell the plant, you're not gonna see my bong in my apartment, but you're gonna see what I do outside of that. Right. Mm. Wow. And
1: with you forming this profitable business now, do you feel like your relationship with your parents, and your family, you've been able to show them what you're able to do with cannabis? Do you feel like you've also been able to step back and? invest in that relationship with your family as well
0: yeah we're we're like best friends now you know Mm -hmm. um she we talk all the time and uh they're slowly coming around to understanding it there's still a lot of stigma you know that's very deep-seated um traditional background traditional background you know and so it's coming around i think that's why the cbd conversation like i said is so important because for the first time in my life you know, I'm always like, Mom, one day we're going to smoke a joint together. Like, one day you got like, to cave in. We're going to smoke a joint together. But then now I'm like, Mom, try this. It's not going to get you mm-hmm. high. Like, that statement alone is so powerful in this, in this thing that's trending right now. You're not going to get high from it. That's a game changer. And that's why I open to Come Back Daily because I've been having this conversation for 10 years mm. with my own parents. You know, the, the most stubborn. and. I finally saw, I was like, this is the bullet I've been waiting for. Like, I'll fire this bullet because you're not getting high from it. We can really have a conversation. Is that the difference Mm -hmm. between cannabis and CBD? Yes. Okay. Um, THC, well, cannabis and CBD. So cannabis is the plant, right? And then you have like marijuana and hemp. They're basically from the same family, just different, you know, subtle differences. Um, And so CBD does not get you high in terms of intoxicating you and giving you that euphoria. Um, THC does give you that euphoria, but they're similar in that they can help with certain things like anxiety, pain, you know, nausea is more THC than CBD. So it's, it's all about this balance of understanding that this plant now has two sides that it's really showing us and we're all talking about it and we have to understand that there's proper time and place to use one or the other. I want to talk a
2: bit about the business of creating your first company in 2014, right? The cannabis company. What was your intention behind that? Because I think it's one thing to enjoy it, right? But when you're taking or turning it into a business, there's some sort of benefit for other people that should be um, ethical, um, safe. Yeah. Um, How were you doing that with the
0: business? With that business, it was a t-shirt brand. I, I jumped into that because it was just like at that at that point in time and at that age, it's you know the streetwear culture was blowing right. up. I had already, I actually had to throw away. Not, I did throw them away, but a lot of my shirts before I moved here. I only wore weed shirts, mm-hmm. like Dr. Seuss rhymes that were jokes about weed, or you know, like when you see it on Canal Street the $15 shirt. Yeah, yeah. Like I love those shirts. One of my favorites was the McDonald's one, <laughs> over one billion stoned. Yeah, uh-huh. when I wore that in New York, 2009, when I moved here, mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you can't wear this stuff everyone looked at me and i was just like whoa <laughs> <laughs> and i always my, my thing was it's one thing to wear it okay but if you always have butt on you you're putting yourself at risk mm. and i was not trying to do this restart putting myself at risk like no. that right yeah so behind the wow. first company
2: would you agree that there was no intention there you were just trying to bring awareness about
0: bring awareness and just like bring that culture that i missed you know okay. i had yeah. pushed all the other recreational you know, substances out of my life and marijuana was there to stay, and, and I missed it. I missed people relating, you know, because of it. I missed the way, like, you know, 420 in San Francisco, um, it's a little more commercialized now, but when I grew up, there's a spot called Hippie Hill. Mm-hmm. And back in like the 60s or 70s, from what I know, it was just like this place where everyone like did acid and mushrooms and like had sex and it was just like mm-hmm. in Golden Gate Park. Oh, sounds and like Coachella. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, um, there's one year I'll remember, I was under 18 still, and I was like, I was kicked out of the house because of probably you know my my behavior, and I went to Hippie Hill. They called it, and I had no money, no bud. I was turning away joints. Like, the, mm, the vibe, yeah. and it's not like, oh, you have to pay me five. Everyone just was celebrating. And they're old people, young people, some families, you know, like the hippies with their kids, like little babies. Yeah, And it's just weed smoke everywhere. I'm wow. like, I grew up seeing these things, yet at home, my mom and dad are like, this, this is crazy. Like, it's going to ruin your life. It's going to this and that, and the D.A.R.E. programs, you know, how they feed into you <sighs> at school. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's such a stigma
2: associated with that with cannabis and the idea of oh, getting that's high a,
0: that's a long conversation man Ooh. let's try to condense yeah. it um honestly i think if, if i were to sum it up it's the high like we talked about you okay know? is that the problem people, you think people have they yeah, just don't because be... maybe you maybe we are functional maybe we can smoke a joint and still have a conversation coherently some people smoke a joint and they're just flat mm-hmm. you know and that's not because they don't choose to or they're lazy. It's because that's how they respond to that chemical compound. And mm-hmm. everyone's different, you know. Some people are functional alcoholics. You would never know. But everyone's different. And I don't think it's, you know, it's, it's very difficult to say to someone what they should do. You can encourage them to do the best because we know from societal standards that this is healthy and this is self-love and this is self-care to, to practice these things. But... You, you can't tell someone what to do because you don't, you don't know them. You don't know how they grew up. You yeah. don't know mm-hmm. how, how they hardened themselves going through what they went through, you know, or stayed soft.
2: I think what oh, you're inspiring yeah. us to do there is, you know, making it a point to have a conversation and understanding and then sort of, you know, making a decision versus just obviously assuming. Um, yeah. I think that that could be very deadly to our culture. And that's one example that you've stated that exemplifies that. Totally. Yeah, I feel like so
1: much of what we do at Von Official is we speak to men who are setting and changing culture. Mm-hmm. I think even talking about the business that you started in 2014, it was a culture that you missed that you were trying to bring here. Yeah. In 2018, you bring about Comeback Daily, yeah. where you guys are focused on bringing together a better, higher quality of life. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of what you do with Comeback Daily is about setting a new culture? through education and educating people on how CBD can actually be helpful and not harmful.
0: That's a huge part of it. You know, like, like, like we got into earlier, my, my parents, my own family's judgment of my use, even though they knew the type of person they raised after I had been clean and got my head cleared, they still were stubborn about it, Mm. you know? And so for them to to for their judgment to put me in that dark of a place i would never want that for anyone you know in that position because of a plan because people don't understand the full conversation surrounding it that there's one side now that you can get really really high almost you know sick sometimes and there's some that you're not gonna get anything at all and it's just really medicinally beneficial to you whether it's pain or anxiety or sleep like i say to people all the time you know how many people have you heard say like oh i smoke a joint before bed it's because i sleep so, so many good. people maybe yeah, in college. yeah yeah i still hear that all <laughs> yeah, the time. yeah that was everyone Yeah. yeah right? so for sure if we actually look at the science right if i break down the science to you, thc interrupts our deep and rem sleep and cbd promotes it oh wow so that in itself even me for as long as i've been smoking i'm like all right steve now now you have the facts now yes you enjoy smoking at night but you got to integrate cbd and start practicing to do so because this plant the cbd and thc we're talking about the only reason we're talking about it separate is because uh like as americans we just want the strongest everything right so like i said when i was you know back in if i was like you know, 16 years old going to high times. What did Steve at 16 years old at high times care about? I care about like the strongest weed Mm. and like the strongest dab. And I didn't realize that if we had actually, if you look back at the marijuana back in the days, it's actually much lower in THC and Mm. much higher in CBD, Mm. but we've genetically bred all the CBD out so we could push that THC as high as we can go. And so, that that natural plant balance isn't even there anymore. We've compromised it. Wow. So that's an interesting that that's something recent that I'm like, yeah, you gotta try and train yourself to, you know, integrate C B D at night, even though falling asleep on THC is quote unquote easier because you're you're just stoned and, just yeah. up and you just lay down
1: and pass out. Wow.
0: I for the people who don't know
2: the purpose that C B D serves at its core, what is that to the human self? Wait, say that again. What is CBD to the human self? So if you were asked, what does CBD actually do for someone? Mm. What is the main purpose that it's serving? What would you say
0: that that is? Right now, off the top of my head, the um, answer would be pain first and foremost. I've seen so many people benefit from pain relief using it. Is that like emotional pain or physical pain? Physical pain, okay. physical pain, um, like injuries, even elderly with arthritis. Um, some customers with more serious conditions, but that's a you know that that needs to be um, supervised by a clinician. Like anytime someone has like fibromyalgia or irritable bowel syndrome, something that's actually clinically diagnosed, um, we always suggest that they they um, check with their physician. Wow. Okay. Oh. So it, this is not something you can go into a store and
2: get. It has to be.
0: No, no, you can, okay. but it's just they're on different medications. And right now, you know, the thing that's being talked about is. The, the news almost makes it sound like it's safe for everyone, okay. but mm-hmm. it's not, mm-hmm. you know, even like my grandma, I gave, she has knee problems and we gave her the cream and she's like, yeah, it helped. And then I brought back an oil, but she takes uh, blood pressure medication to keep it low. And so this works as a natural blood pressure regular. So oh, wow. that's basically doubling up on medications and she was yeah. like, I felt dizzy wow. I felt that's incredible. I didn't like it. In well, what cases is it not safe for users? um blood thinners so far blood thinners um psychosis meds uh like psych meds and then uh what was the other one blood thinners oh these are for blood blood pressure on these medications okay Okay. cool you just want to be careful because they don't know yet what the the uh, complicated interactions are
1: gotcha wow so let's say that i'm coming to you for the first time and i want to know what's going to work for me if i should be looking for an oil or a solid how would you lead me in the right direction?
0: Um, we really kind of start asking the questions to figure out what you personally prefer. So some people will share that they don't like the oil okay, uh, because the dropper or because they like do it on the train or something. Like I've heard, I've heard a bunch of things or they're just not comfortable with it, mm-hmm. right? And so first, what we assess is your understanding of CBD if you've already taken it. And then we start to break down the products based on your preference. like. If you want, if you're like, I'm just used to capsules, you know, I'm, I just, I already take my vitamins. I want to add it to my vitamins. I don't really want to do the oil. Um, It's inconvenient. Then we start to tailor it based on that, you know, whether it's an isolate or a full spectrum. And what that means is CBD um, in isolate form, it's just CBD. But this plant, marijuana and hemp has over a hundred cannabinoids, THC being one of them. CBD, there's CBG, CBN. CBG is probably the next most talked about one. The science of it all. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and the science of it all, and we're amazed by it, yet the government doesn't allow research on it. That's bugged out. But so- I'm sure there's an explanation for that, that we are all- Yeah, kinda... money. Money's always the explanation I feel now. Oh, why that money runs the world? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: curious, are you, have your parents tried CBD? Have there been situations where you could plug it in for them where they've had? They
0: have. They're not ready to ingest it. Still far from that. Okay. But one of my aunts has used the topical, and she has told me that it, it really helped. And actually, I gave, um, I gave one of her friends from like Vietnam visiting a patch, a transdermal patch, mm-hmm. blown away. Wow. And, but she was like, I can't bring it back to Vietnam. Wow. Like, yeah, oh yeah of course not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, also i'm what kind of what
2: kinds of people um come to your store for products are they people that are already familiar with the industry are there people who are trying to get educated and
0: be enlightened i'd say much larger percent of people just getting into it you know they might have i'd say a lot of them have heard about it seen it in the news know that it's something a trending topic but mm-hmm. they're they're still very, very new to it. And, that, and that's what I say is I, I hope, you know, it, it's not going to happen fast, but, but uh, I dream of the day that, you know, take us, for example. How many is there? Six, six people There's, in the room. Mm-hmm. Yes. Six of us can go and come back daily and buy what we need by looking at the products and understanding that without one of my staff saying something. Like right now, if you look at Bloomingdale's, we could all go in there, touch stuff, try it, Hey. They can't do that at Comeback mm. Daily. Yes, the regular customers can, but the new customers can't. And that, what that means is it hasn't become like a common knowledge item, right. where not everyone's talking about it, but everyone's using it in the appropriate circumstances. You know, If they have pain, they're like, oh, we gotta get, C-. Like when our aunts and uncles are like, hey, go down there to Walgreens, pick me up the CBD. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is a different game. <laughs> yeah. That's a different
1: yeah, game. For sure. Do you feel like there's an art or you're figuring out a way to market to everyone? So for someone who works in finance, to someone who works as a photographer, to someone who works a nine to five in a factory, but they all need CBD, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's there needs to be specific marketing to each type of person for them to so feel comfortable coming in?
2: I don't think it's- Also, just oh. to add to that, sorry to cut you off, are there any age restrictions
0: Oh right yeah yes. there is age restrictions okay. uh, 21 and over okay that's not mm-hmm. a an actual like hard fact law that's just something we do as self regulation um you'll hear that you'll hear that word thrown around a lot right now because the government hasn't caught up um something i heard at a panel yesterday that was really good is he, they said like the hype is outpacing the science and the government can't mm-hmm. keep up with you know the legislation right so it's created room for a lot of companies to do self regulation and that's what That's what customers recognize is that that we took the time to research these brands for them, help them understand how to read a lab test so that they can see that it's um, that that the integrity of the product is strong. And, um, you know, we we guide them through this and I say it all the time. You'll hear me say it to them, I say whether you buy from here or another store, I want you to understand why this is more expensive and why this is cheaper mm. and if these are the same things why is one more expensive than the other at the end of the day it's science if there, you know there's there's subtle differences like maybe the farm is doing this technique the farm is doing that technique but it's still a scientific extraction at the end of the day well wow. a large part of your business is
2: Education, um, yeah. educating people who don't necessarily know about this thing that could be so good for them.
0: In what ways are you fostering that with your business? Um, really, it's really creating visuals that they can they can relate to and and reference when they need to, but also being very very attentive to the customers when they come into the store. That's where that's where I see a lot of our focus right now because that's where the business was born. Um, I was like working on live chat for another company mm-hmm. and i noticed like maybe out of 10 people eight wanted to come in but i was doing live chat at my family's business at the time so they couldn't come to my cubicle mm. to see me about <laughs> cbd and finally it just it hit me like you know sometimes people are like did you plan for this i didn't plan for it i just had so many people want to see me that i was like dude i want to see them too yeah mm. so let's open up shop i'll see them every day I'll see them forever.
2: Wow. <laughs> Outside of the shop, like have <laughs> yeah. any other activations that you're intentionally working on to make sure that the education is still out there, whether yeah. or not it benefits you and your business.
0: We're actually gonna be putting together uh in May a uh, I don't wanna call it a trade show, um, because we're really trying to change what that experience is like. Uh we'll be working with uh Liberty Fashion Fairs actually. Oh cool. And we'll be putting together um the the show for CBD brands and just bringing them in so that we can get them exposure, but make it interactive. Like you remember when you are at Liberty, a lot of things were hands-on and that's how it has to be to really grow this number of users, to get them hands-on. Like I say it at the store, I don't really push you to buy it, but I do push you to try it because when you have that understanding and it's affected you and Mm -hmm. benefited you, I don't need to be a salesman. Right. I just need yeah. to be a well, guide because you will want it on your own. I just see it to believe that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, how would you instruct uh, two different individuals, one who's coming for anxiety and the other one who's coming for joint pain?
0: Yeah, so for the joint pain, if they're completely brand new to it, I like to introduce them to a topical. Usually that's the route they want to go. Um, but if they're you know some people understand like heal yourself from the inside out mm-hmm. and so i like the topical though because it's it's very black and white it's like your h- ankle is hurt i put this on you sit 10 minutes in the store and it doesn't hurt so with the with the uh tinctures the oils it's very it's very variable like the dosaging is very hard to just nail like on the spot i can't just look and be like oh i g very, very fashionable, not much stress because he looks good. <laughs> There's a compliment right. there, thanks. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go with, like, 10 milligrams, Yeah. You know? And that the problem there is that he might take that 10 milligrams, and it might not have been enough for his pain. And that then, I, not to say that I lost him, but the skepticism is a little stronger mm-hmm. then because it's like, I've tried it now. Everyone's talking about it. I've tried it. It didn't work. And people are very quick to say that. But for the anxiety, it's... Um, you know, we don't have to. I like the tincture. Like I've told people, like you're, I'm not gonna tell you to put a lotion on your face and then your headache's gonna go away, your anxiety's <laughs> yeah. gonna go away. You know, I'm not that type of salesman, and that we're not that type of business. So the anxiety, usually, you know, spray oil, maybe a gummy if they're if they're just getting into it, but definitely not like a topical, maybe a transdermal topical because topicals um, don't pass the uh, blood-brain barrier, but transdermal patch will. Mm. I'm so um, fascinated
2: by CBD's placement in what I would consider to be mainstream culture and the juxtaposition of you saying, well, I still feel like I need to educate people, yet, you know, there's shows like Liberty Fair is incorporating Mm -hmm. CBD brands and people including CBD in their skincare and, you know, like lotion and all of this. So I guess, do you think that CBD is mainstream or... Is it moving into that direction and at what pace? I think that
0: bubble, the bubble is there, but it has not burst. And the reason I say that is because we need to really look at the difference between talking about it and mm-hmm. really using it. Wow. Those are two very different things. And, you know, there's a lot of people talking about it. you right. A whole lot of people talking about it. And that's what I learned from Liberty is you're, you're talking about a, a demographic that's pretty in touch. With what's going on you know mm-hmm. fashion music arts and so for them to to even pass by our booth and say oh yeah i've heard about it but i've never really tried it yeah i don't really i don't really fully understand what it does that speaks to me that's like steve you got a lot of work to do seven days a week we're open bring them in wow that's good
2: <laughs> i um yeah oh my god i had the question oh i Liberty Fair is obviously being where we first became familiar with you. Um, did you find that it's a men's straight show? Yeah. When you get questions from men and women, do you find that the questions are different, or serve different purposes, or is it along the same lines?
0: Pretty, pretty different. I'd say the men are usually looking for like sleep and pain, and then women are a lot of like stress and kind of all everything. Okay. But I also feel like I learned from those shows like. And, and I don't need to learn it from the show, but women are more like in touch with that like self-love and take care of yourself. Like when I started selling, when we opened the store, we started selling CBD uh, face skincare. And when the girls came um, to see how like the product was selling, you know, she was like, how do you sell this? Like, tell me how you sell it to mm-hmm. a customer right now. And I did it. And <laughs> she was like do you even have a face care regimen? Like, no. <laughs> I, was like, I wash my face maybe every other day. Yeah. But no, I don't have like the seven step program that I do religiously. So um, it's, it's it's you know, the women shop more. They take care of themselves. Mm. They want to look good all the time. The men were still growing into that because society said, you know, you're weird if you care about that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's, um, I think times will change. Men are more in touch with like, you know, how they look and how they take care of themselves. And I I see things changing, um, from how things were in the past. Mm. Well, for something like that,
2: that's so good, which is this product of CBD, obviously not being an expert and learning what I've learned from you today, but I still feel maybe I'm not able to talk about it confidently or educate someone confidently. What are steps I can take to educate,
0: say my little brother or a friend who's interested? Uh, We have great resources on our website, uh, www.comebackdaily.co. And, you know, we we really try to replicate um, what I do in the store. Like when a customer comes in the store and I explain to you how I assess, you know, their understanding and then make suggestions to them, we actually try to replicate that online. So, you know, if you start with the CBD 101, you'll learn some of the things that we talked about. Like this is isolate. Full spectrum. All right? And then you can also shop by those categories mm-hmm. as you learn and kind of do what I'm doing for you in the store and dial in like flavored, unflavored, very strong, medium strong, super strong and start to understand the different products. But we make a lot of stuff too and like pamphlets that we give out uh, to teach people about the different products, uh, the different categories of products, edibles, vapables. Smokables like pe- people you can smoke flower right cbd flower wow. like joints you know it smells like pot but it's it's, <laughs> it's CBD. not yeah, it's, <laughs> it smells like pot but it's not that's a good commercial <laughs> um done for that i'm just <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> and so yeah it's there's there's a lot of understanding that needs to be done but then all that education whether i do it or you do it or or rachel does it all of that contributes to all of us in this world understanding mm-hmm. this and therefore being able to shop for it how we shop for things already you know you don't go to Christidi's and have a guy tell you about all the different macaronis like oh this is like wheat and this is uh, whatever flour i don't know what they make macaronis out of but <laughs> like you don't have someone really like explaining all these things you know you just ask him where it is what the brand is, we already know, right? So mm. eventually, cannabis, even THC and CBD, we're gonna start to, you know, have these brands that people recognize, and we're gonna reach a point where people are buying these things without, you know, any guidance or advice because the knowledge is there. Mm.
1: Do you find that you're reaching a certain age demographic more than another?
0: It's pretty. I mean, for the women, it's like. We have, like, our range is, like, 25 to 63. Um, it's pretty wide. Wow, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say, like, especially with the kid conversation, um, you know, some people haven't mm-hmm. jumped into it. So it's definitely older past the young adult stages of life that they're, they're integrating it. But, uh, yeah, I'd say it's a pretty, I'd say more older people. Yeah. Um, especially because, and, and I say that to everyone. I'm like, look, even if we're all not ready to try it, just carry one balm and if you have an auntie or uncle or grandma or grandpa ask them where there's pain and put it on them and then you know you don't need to start being a user yourself but share this knowledge with other people share this with our family and friends so that they can benefit from it if they want to
1: mhm mm-hmm. well when you said when you first moved here part of the reason behind coming was getting away from a lot of triggers mm-hmm. do you feel like being more educated and cannabis has actually empowered you to have more control over those triggers in general or to even step further away from the triggers that pushed you here in the first place
2: great question
1: i
0: think you know i like that question it it never really made me the triggers don't go away i think i just grew to understand that I can't let it be a trigger and I I speak about this a lot in panels more so to like the Asian demographic because it's what I can relate to Mm -hmm. but uh, I feel like I'll speak for for my family I was I was raised to make other people proud my parents included you know their friends so they could Mm. tell their friends what Ivy League school I was going to and I think the biggest so thing yeah. Yeah, that, that helped me step away from this trigger is, you know, it, it sounds kind of heavy, but I, I, I say it from an honest heart. Our parents, yes, they're proud of us, but at one point in time, they're not going to be there, hmm. you know? And are you going to be happy doing what you're doing without them smiling and patting you on the back for that last 40 years that you got to be here? You know, we really have to think about that. And like, it's, it's not about other people's, you know affirmations of you it's about it's about you really understanding yourself and not letting anyone skew that 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 thought that you an image you have of yourself Mm. keep to yourself stay strong to that and um you know even family like i say like family doesn't just because they're family doesn't mean it can't be a trigger and so that's what really helped me is I, i just kept reminding myself like I am who they raised me to be. I'm a good kid. I respect my elders. I still call everyone auntie and uncle, even though I'm <laughs> thirty. Like, yeah. why do I do that still? <laughs> but like, that's that's the foundation, and and that's there. So no one can take that from me. I don't. No one can. That's, I think that's wow. in me.
2: I think that's the point of life: uh, being secure in your own individuality and feeling like you are practicing um, great attributes that life sort of give you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I am curious, do you think that you have an obligation to the Asian community to be this representative of something that is still so um, new?
0: I do. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's not a lot of us willing to step up and be heard about this. And it also goes back to what we the keep talking about, the culture. tradition, like, mm. they don't want their parents to to know and to to think what they're going to think. And I'm like... And I guess I've gone past that part. So it's like, it doesn't matter what they think. Right. Because you know you're doing right. You know you're doing right by other people. You're you're benefiting the community and you're honest. And that's it. You're a good person. You're a good person. Yes. You know?
1: Well, how long do you think it took you to get to that point where you felt that way?
0: It took me a while. I moved here in 2009. I would say I didn't really grasp that until... Until after I launched my clothing brand, because people started to really like, you know, like you, you bring leaders onto the show and it's like, I didn't even actually realize I was becoming a leader. I was just doing what I love to the best of my ability. And that translated to being a leader. But before Comeback Daily, that was in the informal market, just being, you know, yes, I loved weed and there's like this black market of pot, but I really cared about, like the education didn't change. Like that's not something I changed when I opened Comeback Daily. I've always been about that because I wanted people to understand here in New York, like this plant is like beautiful and there's so many ways to consume it and appreciate it and really understand its intricacies. And hopefully one day, like, you know, people here can buy sativa indica and really tailor it to what they need in life. Just to follow mm.
2: up on that question of how long it took you to get to self-actualization and realization, how old are you for the audience who don't I'm know? I'm 30 now. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a good age. Wonderful. It's a good age. Um, and you were talking about the subject of CBD still being in a bubble. You feel, when do you feel the bubble is going to burst? And how long do you think it is until we get there?
0: I feel like... If I were to have to guess at that, I'd put at least like two, two to three more years, um, to really, really see people. You know, it's like for for my family, it's it's gonna translate two ways. Like someone, you know, we we recently lost grandma, well like a while ago. But a lot of the stories in cannabis, that's what happens. Like someone's about to die, and then they're like, "I'll try anything." Okay, you know. So mm-hmm. it's that, but also as we continue to have those conversations, like say my mom's friend is like, hey, you know, I tried this thing and it's really good. It'll translate a little differently than me saying it. And I think um, we're, we're on the right track. You know, people are talking about it. And I think uh, going back to being, you know, an Asian leader in the space, I think it's important to like, if other, if other people aren't willing to step up, and say it because they don't want to ruin their reputation or whatnot. Right. I'm already there. Mm-hmm. That's my <laughs> reputation. Wow. So let's go. And we appreciate you for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seriously.
1: It's, do you feel like that has a lot to do with Comeback Daily being one of the leading CBD organizations in New York?
0: Yes, that, that very much has to do with it because I did not just open a newspaper, um, see that CBD is going to be a $22 billion market and jump in. I've been in this, you know, From before it was CBD, I had to come from a place where I joked about it and looked down on it because it didn't get me high, you know, but I remind myself and, you know, with my background, if, if I'm going to sit here today and say, I don't, I don't, I don't like CBD because it doesn't get me high. I've kind of reverted back to my old issues. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the high, but it's not, I've, I've grown past that. And so that's, that was very special to me to finally like experience it because then you know you can really speak from the heart. Going mm-hmm. into the future, where do
2: you hope that people or how do you hope that people perceive CBD?
0: I hope people are, you know just understand CBD and cannabis as an option uh, you know. F- 10-15 years ago I would have sat here and told you everyone gotta smoke weed man it's gonna be good for the earth and the world and everyone like we all have to do it but do you still think that? I don't think that yeah. I don't think that anymore um, I still think it would be great mm-hmm. you know um, and I still would smoke a joint with my mom yeah If you're when you're listening but uh, um, it's it, it's it's gonna change and it's it's just a matter of time and pushing that conversation like I say every panel I'm like go home and that's what you're gonna talk about tonight. what did you do today? Oh, we, t- we heard this panel about marijuana. Throw it right out there. Throw the word <laughs> on the table, start talking about it. If people get mad, ask them why they're mad. Mm. If they s- start to get flustered and don't talk about it, why?
1: Well, I feel like there's so much education that I still need on it. Cause even you saying, you sat and you at a panel talking about marijuana. Marijuana, CBD, THC, cannabis, it's all in the same family, but represent different things. So yeah. if you are taking CBD, are you also using marijuana?
0: Like if I take CBD? No. No. Because you have to, you have to be very careful about differentiating where it's extracted from. Um, when you're talking about the early stories we heard, do you know about Charlotte's Web? Yeah. I do not. You do know about Charlotte's uh-huh. Web? So um, long story short, the Stanley Brothers um they grew so you know how i told you they genetically bred the thc up they did it the other way they bred the cbd Mm. up and they created um a strain called charlotte's web and um that is from cannabis like if if you were to test that they would have too much thc in it but when you have um cbd from hemp it's going to have lower thc in it Mm. so there there is a difference but if you were to take the CBD out of both, it's just CBD, mm-hmm. but it's just important to know based on legalities as a business owner and as a user, like, okay, if I buy this CBD from California, there's a high chance that it has lots more THC than is allowed in New York. So you got to, you know, be cognizant of that.
2: Gotcha. up. All right. Thank you, Steven. This is yeah, such thank a great you conversation. Guys. Thank you for yeah, us. learned
0: so much about CVD today. Yeah, it was very, very yeah, really fun. Absolutely. Hopefully Thanks for we'll hearing be my story. To our
2: service, at bond official as well, yeah. helping educate other people about it, and maybe perhaps you can do us the honor of becoming a feature. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That'd That'd be that. Really yes. cool. Yeah, thank I you really so much I appreciate for you us. having me on the show. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you.